You're listening to Last Word Soccer Club Radio. Only here, lastwordonsports.com. What's up, Internet? Welcome to another episode of Last Word Soccer Club Radio. We are brought to you by Last Word on Sports, the beautiful game network, Icarus FC, and Roughneck Scarves. Uh, Usually when you hear my voice, it means an all-women's soccer show. That's not the case tonight, Um, although Trevor, Tracy, and I certainly will be having lots to talk about um, with NWSL Free Agency often running to the races, but tonight we are focusing on the tournament that kicks off in five days at the time of recording, at the time you're listening, probably four, but we're going to be talking all about, drum roll please, the FIFA World Cup tonight. So I'm your host, Rachel Kruger, and I am not alone tonight. I have on the podcast one returning member. I don't remember if Sean has done a podcast yet, maybe. Um, and then one newbie. So this is going to be a lot of fun tonight. I'm going to introduce our site manager. First and foremost, we have Raheem Bashir all the way up in Toronto. Um, We don't have video on the show, but he's proudly wearing his Toronto FC hat. Raheem, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm doing well. Um, so I just uh, covered the uh, Rugby Canada uh, World Cup and looking forward to the covering the FIFA World Cup coming up right now. I had some friends who played rugby in college and they always wanted me to get into it. Um, and I would have because it looks fun, but I got a job instead. Um, Sean Garmer and I are no stranger to each other. We have done multiple podcasts together across many many years Sean it's probably like 10 years that we've known each other now but how are you tonight down in Florida where it's warm and not snowing yes it's way too warm sometimes honestly here in Florida it would be nice if it snowed uh always good to see you again Rachel and happy to be talking about the World Cup Okay, well, take some of our snow because it's November 15th and it's bullcrap. And then we have new to the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to Oklahoma's Edward Vento, who just told me ahead of the show that he went to high school with Daryl DK. So that's like the coolest thing I know about anybody. Uh, Edward, how are you? Good. Yeah. um, I didn't really know him all that well, but he's just one of those people in high school that like everybody knew because he was so much bigger and so good at soccer <laughs> so everyone was just kind of in awe of him but yeah it's it's cold over here been snowing sleet stuff like that we skipped over fall i guess we just went straight to to winter we we literally did like it was i was supposed to cover like high school soccer playoffs tonight like the states for the the newspaper i work for and they postponed it and like we were all like there's no inclement weather there's like a couple little flurries and then it like started to really pound and stick and I was like okay maybe they did cancel it for the right reason um but before we get started on our world cup preview I promised the the gentleman before we started that I have a complaint for U.S. soccer and my complaint is that I went to order a U.S. national team kit today because gotta wear gotta wear the red white and blue when the boys are playing and I'm hosting a world cup watch party, uh, on 
on the um, day of the England game. And they didn't, guys. This is a crime. They didn't have a selection for Tim Ream. I'm so mad. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm so mad. It's ridiculous. So I bought a Weston McKenney jersey from Dick Sporting Goods, and it's, like, already coming tomorrow. So shout out to Dick Sporting Goods on that one. Um, but we're going to be talking a lot about U.S. soccer. We're going to be talking a lot about all the CONCACAF teams. So to break it down for our listeners, we are um, – so we are last word on soccer. We are pretty much focused on North American soccer, although we are partnering with our good friends at last word on football um, for the World Cup, as we always do. Great folks over there. Um, but we're pretty much focusing on the CONCACAF teams. Um, at the end of the night, at the end of the show, we're going to be talking just kind of generally about the World Cup. But there's four of us and there's four CONCACAF teams in the World Cup. So we're going to talk about each of those teams. We're going to talk about the group stage. We're going to talk about some breakout players. And we're going to talk about just some things that we're looking for um, from the respective sides that we're talking about. A couple of us have a beat. So we're going we're gonna to stick with those. Edward's going to talk about the U.S. men's national team. Raheem's going to talk about Canada. I'm going to talk about my beloved Ticos of Costa Rica. And Sean is going to talk about El Tree and see if they can overcome their curse. But, of course, since this is a site um, that is the primary, that covers MLS, and MLS has more teams in the United States than it does in Canada. Uh, sorry, Raheem. We're going to start with Edward and Edward you are going to tell us about the U.S. men's national team. So, sir, please kindly take it away. Okay. Uh, I just want to say, yeah, very disappointed that they didn't have Tim Ream ready for you. Um, that would have that would have made me upset. Um, as everyone knows, hopefully everyone knows, uh, it's the United States, England, Wales, and Iran in the group. Um, Quick thoughts on that. It's not going to be easy by any stretch. Obviously, England are the the clear favorite, I would say, to get out of that group. But but this U.S. team needs to be getting out of this group. There is no excuse. Um, I think the Wales game on Monday, the first game of the tournament, is the most important game for the U.S. Um, if they don't win, I'm going to be very worried about getting out of the group. Even if they tie, I'll be very worried. Um, and the key to that is, can they break down teams that heavily defend and crowd the midfield? We saw the Japan and Saudi Arabia window, which was a complete disaster. Both of those teams just crowded our midfield, didn't let us have any kind of control, and we lost to Japan 2 to nothing pretty convincingly and then tied Saudi Arabia 0-0. So that to me, because we know Wales are probably going to sit back, defend, try to hit on the counter with Gareth Bale, uh, Kiefer Moore up top, Dan James, I believe, will start for them as well. Those guys are dangerous. Um, so the key is, can we break down a low block, heavy defense? And, and Pulisic is a, is a big part of that. He needs to step up. He needs to produce. Uh, he stepped up in the Nations League hit the penalty to win. Uh, can he step up in the biggest stage of his life? Um, and I think segueing into some players that are going to step up, I think Brandon Aronson is going to be the best player on the team 
at this tournament. He, he's already showing at Leeds that he is built for the Premier League, built for the highest level. Um, but this is a chance for him to gain more mainstream attention. I think U.S. fans know who he is. People who heavily follow soccer know who he is. But this is a chance for him to maybe even gain a Christian Pulisic level following in America. Um, Joe Scally is one for me that I think is going to surprise a lot of people. I know he's only 19, but he starts every game pretty much for Gladbach in the Bundesliga. And depending on how much he, how much Greg is willing to rely on a 19-year-old right back, I think, I think he's going to get a lot of attention. He's already being looked at by top sides in the Premier League. And this is a big moment for the teenager to break out. And then another guy who, who was a teenager but isn't anymore, Gio Reyna. Um, look, when he's healthy, I think the sky is the limit for him. I, I think we are looking at a potential Ballon d'Or level talent, but the health has been the biggest issue. Um, but this is a big chance for him. He's finally healthy and a big moment for the U.S. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. And I think he's going to have an amazing tournament. All right. Good stuff, Edward. We are going to talk now about all those things that he just talked about, but with Canada this time. Canada, of course, finished first in World Cup qualifying, really shocking a lot of people, maybe outside of the Canadian borders. Um, and Raheem has been diligently covering them for us, along with um, Elias uh, Laredi. Apologies if I pronounced his name uh, incorrectly. Um, but Raheem, go ahead and tell us, give us your scouting report on Canada and if you think they can replicate their success from World Cup qualifying um, in Qatar. Um, I think they can replicate that um, to the World Cup. Um, actually, I have them coming out of the group stage. I, I truly believe that they have the team to do it. Uh, I don't think they'll get further than around 16, but um, they they have some very good players. So um, the one I'm going to um, stick out to me is Stefan Eustachio. So people will talk about Davies, Leo, and David, but Eustachio, I think, was probably the best player in that Gold Cup run that made it to the semifinals. He's got very good technical ability, so he's... I think ability that maybe not many or any of those Canadian players have of finding players and uh, helping them score goals like he did against Costa Rica. Um, another player I want to um, say is Steven Vittoria. Uh, he is a centre-back and um, I would say he's the best one. Um, I think he was the big reason why the people said the weakness for Canada before the World Cup qualifying in the final round was their defence. But Steven Vittoria showed that, and other defenders showed that Canada's defense is not a weakness, but a strength in CONCACAF. And I want to see them uh, prove that again in the world stage. Milan Boyan is my third player. So um, in CONCACAF World Cup qualifying, he was key for them making the World Cup. So the saves that he made um, at home against Mexico, against the U.S., uh, is a big reason why I have them on my list. Um, so things I'm looking for is the loss of Scott Kennedy and Danielle Henry. Uh, how is Canada's defense is going to look with the loss of those two players? Can they prove people again that their defense is not a weakness, but a strength? 
Good stuff, Raheem. Um, we're going to talk about Costa Rica, my beloved Ticos. Um, and I'm going to have this preview with like a whole chunk of bias. So like totally bear with me. I'm not Costa Rican, um, but I have, a, I have an affinity for them. So Costa Rica, um, I hate to say this, they literally have the group of death. And if you don't think that this is the group of death, then you are off of your rocker. Um, Costa Rica, good golly gosh. They literally fought nail and tooth to get to the World Cup. They they almost beat the United States uh, in the last qualifying game. Um, gave them a run for their money with that, uh, with that second half goal. And we'll talk about that in a minute with one of my players to watch. Um, but... Costa Rica won their playoffs uh, against, I think it was New Zealand they beat, um, and they punched their ticket to the World Cup, and then they got a group of Germany, Spain, and Japan, which really sucks for them. Um, I, I don't think Costa Rica, and I really hate to say this, I don't think they make it out of this group. I think they finish fourth, so I don't think they get that third, that potential third place seed as well. Um, I would be more than happy to be proven wrong. Um, Costa Rica, um, if if you guys maybe remember or not, they had a they had a pretty good run in um in in 2010, and then they had a really, really good run, um, in 2014. That was like their big Cinderella run. Uh, I think they, what they made it like to the quarterfinals or something like that. Um, and, and then they lost, but, um, Costa Rica hasn't really been able to replicate that success. They've gotten older. They've this roster that they have now is a little bit younger, which is really nice. A lot of guys with like 10 or less appearances for the national team. Um, but I don't think they're going to be able to replicate that, um, Cinderella run unless like the whole German national team gets like COVID or something um but my breakout players I, I picked a player from each different part of the game Kaylor Navas is obviously um he, he's I truly think he's one of the most underrated goalkeepers in the entire world um he plays for PSG he um is very well known but also still kind of underrated for the fact that there was that there was a situation somewhere in France where he got passed up on and then he went to PSG um, and, a, and a lot of different things happened. Um, but he's going to obviously be their leader with more than 100 appearances um, on defense. I'm, I'm super biased on this one because I'm very good friends with the family. Um, his brother used to play for the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Um, but Juan Pablo Vargas, he was the one who scored that goal against the U.S. Um, in the second half to kind of give them a little bit of a run for their money in World Cup qualifying and put some heat on them. Um, but he's been a mainstay on defense for the past like two years now for Costa Rica and a regular starter since uh, the beginning of of 2021. So. Or I guess I should say more like midway through 2021. Um, but he's going to be one to watch on defense and cutter. He's going to be one to look for getting up and down the flanks um, and watch out for him on corner kicks because he's big. Um, Jusin Bennett is playing for Sunderland in England right now. Um, he's been a key part of Costa Rica making the World Cup with seven appearances and two goals. Um, I don't think he's a guy that's going to be starting. I think he's going to be somebody who comes off the bench, but he's a really good option to have for um, fresh legs, quick feet, um, and just good tactical soccer that he's learning over in England. So I really like him a lot. 
Um, and then Joel Campbell is um, pretty much their main striker, and he has been. I'm a little worried about that because he is older. They do have someone younger named Anthony Contreras um, on their bench, but I think Joel Campbell is still their number one guy. Um, I think the best thing that he did was that in 2020, he made a move to Liga MX to play for Club Lyon. Um, and I think that's really helped his game a lot. He's been scoring some goals down there um, and was a really big part of them making the CONCACAF Champions League final um, this past year where they lost to Seattle. Um, but those are definitely my players to watch. And then just some things I'm looking for. Um, from Costa Rica honestly I can't say too much because they are in a group of death as I don't mean this to sound like a jerk but don't give up like more than three goals in these games try to keep the goal differential respectable because if they could get a tie against Japan they could very well get that third place spot I don't think it'll happen um, but either way I'm not looking for too much flashiness from Costa Rica I, I really want to see some of these young kids make an impact um, just because Costa Rica has one of the um, not one of the oldest rosters, but like their main guys are their older guys like Brian Ruiz, Kaylor Navas, Joel Campbell, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so good luck to the Ticos because they are sure going to need it. Um, and so last but not least in in CONCACAF, we have El Tri, we have Mexico, um, big week for Mexico because down in um, Liga Emequis Femenil last night at time of recording on Monday night, um, who won? Tigres. Tigres won their fifth final. Um, they won their fifth final. Uh, second, no, first over Club America because they lost uh, to America back in 2018. So, um, But talking about the men's team, they were one of the later rosters to drop. Um, Sean, give us your scouting report on El Tree and will they make it over the hump and win a knockout game? Yeah, I, this is definitely a group that Mexico has a very good chance in. Uh, excuse the dog. Um, so you have Argentina, obviously one of the favorites to win the World Cup, having Lil Messi and uh, the rest of that team. You have Poland with Robert Lewandowski and then, you know, who have been perennial underachievers. Uh, for most of their lifetimes and, and World Cups and basically competition in general. And you have Saudi Arabia, who are pretty much like a second home team, but, you know, the quality of players compared to everybody else in the group is pretty low. So Mexico, even though they probably it's like the most, I feel like Mexico has like a, a feeling right now of of the whole country, the whole everybody is kind of down on the team because of the way Tata Martino has been, you know, coaching who he's picked, who he didn't bring, you know, whether it's Chicharito, whether it's Diego Lainez, whether it's Santi Jimenez, you're talking more about the players that didn't come instead of the players that did come. And um, I mean, I think it says a lot. Uh, he, the fact that your coach is calling himself public enemy number one uh, says a lot about your, your team going into a world cup. But regardless, if they don't make it out of this group, I think that's a big failure uh, for Mexico, considering the year that they've had where they've been losing to the U.S. and all these tournaments and everything else. Uh, they really need to do well uh, in that group and get out. Can they get, win a quinto partido? I don't know about that. You got France or Denmark in the next round, most likely. That's a very tough, uh, either way, very tough uh quarter, you know, round of 16 game to get to that quinto partido. I don't see it happening, but I do think that there are plenty of, there are players to watch out for, especially 
You're looking at uh, Edwin Chukilosano, who's been lighting it up at Napoli. And he's definitely right now their main player because Raul Jimenez is hurt. Don't know if he's going to play the first game. Is he going to be okay for the second game? We'll see, or at least that's if Tata doesn't force him out on the field again in that friendly against Sweden. But either way, Chuki is the guy they're going to be going for, and they're going to be leaning on pretty much uh, when it comes to that attacking force. But you also got to watch out for Alexis Vega. I think he has a chance to be a breakout player on that wing uh, to be part of that 4-3-3. Um, I think definitely he's been doing well at Chivas, and you could definitely see him be a force up there. And I also think you uh, need to watch a friendly Martin. He's been uh, scoring a lot for Club America. He's been playing well there uh, as well. And I think when you, if you have all three of them, if Jimenez doesn't play or gets injured again, I think you have a uh, good chance. Maybe they actually play better than what you've seen uh, Mexico play recently or most, you know, most of qualifying. But honestly, the main guy that's makes all of this work is Edson Alvarez. Uh, who's been playing terrifically at Ajax and, you know, was very uh, angry about not getting his move to Chelsea. So he's definitely going to be looking to break out and play well and finally get that big move because that transfer windows right after this World Cup. So if there's going to be anybody that's going to be looking to prove himself and make sure he, you know, makes some key plays for his team is uh, is Edson. And I think we we can't go out talking about Mexico without mentioning Memo Trilla, who will be – Add another, if, you know, if him and Andres Guardado get on the field at all in this World Cup, which we already know Memo is going to be the main goalkeeper, you're going to have now four players from Mexico that have played in five World Cups, which is amazing in itself. But Memo is another guy that if he's doing well and making uh, incredible saves, then you know Mexico is going to do well and get out of this group with no problems. Uh, that's the main guy you're going to be looking at uh, if you're Mexico, which in a way says a lot, but he's been their main guy for a lot of years now. Realistically, and this is a question um, for the whole group, if anyone wants to answer. Out of all of the teams that we, we've talked about with these CONCACAF teams, which one could you realistically see making it out of the group um, and, and maybe making it the furthest in, in a knockout round? Granted, we don't know, like, you know, we don't have a knockout round schedule or anything like that. But, you know, let's say hypothetically th three of the four teams, I'm so sorry, Costa Rica, um, make it make it to the knockout round. Who do we legitimately think could see going the furthest? Anyone can take this. I'm, I'm going to try my best to not be biased, but I, I don't think uh, Mexico has to win the group to go far, but their matchup in the knockouts would either be France or Denmark. And I just don't, I, I just think both of those teams are very tough. Um, as far as the U S goes, assuming they finish second, they would have to most likely play Netherlands who are very strong. I don't know if they can get past the Netherlands. And if, if, um, if Canada gets out, finishing second let's assume that that would set them up with potentially germany or spain so i think the Concacaf teams got it really tough but if i had to choose one my 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 gut and my heart 
tells me that I would favor the United States to maybe get to the quarterfinals out of all those teams. Uh, Raheem, what's your case for if Canada would play? I mean, a lot of people are saying that they would predict Spain to win the whole thing. Um, and, and Germany is always a very strong team looking to extract some revenge after a poor World Cup showing in 2018. What's your fair assessment if Canada were to play either of those sides? Um, to be honest, um, I think the CONCACAF team that um, can advance the most is actually uh, Mexico, but I don't think they will be able to do it uh, against Denmark or France. I know there's a World Cup curse where the when they win the World Cup, they don't do well the following World Cup. And I'm wondering if that will happen to France in this World Cup. Um, I'm also uh, very high on Japan. I think they are a very good team. I could see them upset, but in terms of CONCACAF teams, I would say Mexico. Mm, Sean, do you have the final word? Who do you think makes it the furthest? I think if you look at it on paper, uh, the U.S. has the best chance without any of the teams playing, you know, kicking the ball yet. Uh, when you look at the possibility of Netherlands or Senegal. Um, but I honestly, when I made my predictions, I actually had Canada pulling the upset uh, over Germany because I think they have, they were number one in CONCACAF for a reason. They have a team that can surprise people in that group. We don't know what, Bel I mean, we know Belgium has great players. We know Croatia has great players, but this is another four years on. Are those teams going to be exactly the same? We don't really know that. So there's a chance that Canada can pull the upset. And I could see them surprising a Germany or a Spain and at least getting to the quarterfinals. I don't know, give it a shot. Yeah, I, I, I was teetering between the United States and, and Mexico, to be honest with you. I, I think it's, Sean, I'll give you the credit for the bold pick on, on Canada over Germany. I don't know if I could see that one happening. I think it would be, I mean, give me all the chaos. I if, if you guys know me and you've ever seen my March Madness bracket, you know I love chaos and I love a good upset. Um, but I, I think, yeah, on paper, the U.S. definitely has the strongest chance to make it. I just want to know, like, I think the group stage will be really telling for the U.S. players for, like, I mean, this is pretty much everyone's first cup that isn't, like, DeAndre, DeAndre Edlin. Yeah, I think DeAndre Edlin's, like, is he isn't he the only one who went to the world cup oh god yes he's the only one. Oh god them. see damn it i knew jürgen klinsman should have put tim ream on that 2014 roster um no i'm, I'm totally kidding um but yeah i think I, I think the group stage will be really telling for the u.s to see like how they handle being at a world cup it's a lot different than like you know any anything else like the games are close together etc cetera, etc cetera. um but also at the same time it's just like i'm intrigued to see like how all these teams do like it, in cutter like it's it, i know that's like weird to say because it's like they're still playing on you know fields they're still it's still soccer but like i mean not a lot of teams have played there before like the atmosphere is going to be real there's a lot of people not traveling to the world cup um, so there's going to be a lot of neutrals, I think, going to these games. So I, I don't know. I think it's going to be 
we already know this is going to be like the weirdest world cup of all time, but I'm intrigued to see how the U S kind of like handles it. And I disagree with anyone who even thinks about saying that the U S has any sort of pressure coming into this world cup. Honestly, they have nothing to lose. Like they made the world cup. That was where the pressure happened. Um, and now, you know, they really have nothing to lose. Like I know a bunch of people were like, well, what is a, I think they said it on the roster reveal show. What is like a successful world cup look like for Greg Berhalter? And Greg Berhalter was just like, I literally have like 25 out of 26 guys that have never been here before us being at the world cup. And when we kick that first ball is going to be a success. So I'm intrigued for a lot. Canada I'm intrigued for, because they're a very young team um, that hasn't been here uh, with their guys before. So, and John Hurd, although John Herdman has, John Herdman has led, uh, the Canadian women national women's national team to a couple World Cups, so um, excited to see what what really everybody does. Um, but speaking of everybody, we're going to talk just generally real quick here, guys. I'm I'm going to ask everybody. I'm going to ask the question, and then I'm going to uh, everybody give an answer. Um, the question on everyone's mind, of course, if you're doing your bracket right now, who do you think wins the World Cup and why? Throw it to uh, Raheem first. Um, I've heard some things about Brazil that this team is very good. Um, I think they are probably going to win the FIFA World Cup um, this year. Um, if there was a team outside of the two main region, regions of winning the World Cup, I would say Japan, but I think Brazil is going to win the FIFA World Sean. I'm going to stick with the other side of the big uh, South American teams. I'm going to say Leo Messi finally gets his moment and Argentina wins. Um, it's, I think this is made for him. The first time that the team is, is actually built around him to play with him and not watch him play. So if there's any, any time that there was ever a moment for him to finally break that ceiling and watch Argentina go and and make this happen. It's it's right here in in Qatar. I had Argentina uh, winning the World Cup too. And how hilarious would that be if Lionel Messi and Argentina win while all of this crap is going on with Cristiano Ronaldo? That would be hilarious. Edward, <laughs> what do you think? Are are we going for a three-peat on Argentina? I think. If the bracket falls the way it, it it should, I think we're gonna see Brazil Argentina in the final. But I have Brazil. I just think Brazil is is. I mean, it's just they are loaded at every position with just loads and loads of talent. They have arguably the best goalie in the world. Their defense is solid as a rock, and I mean, when you have Neymar anything's possible so i i think i think this is brazil's time nine forwards i've i've seen a lot of question marks about the midfield i have brazil winning the women's world cup next year because i want to see marta win a world cup in my lifetime um i mean how killer would that be for an argentina brazil final oh my god i wouldn't be mad if brazil won like i i really want a south american team to win this year um of course any team out of CONCACAF winning would be kind of cool. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, 
Golden Boot. Who do we have? Is it going to be Neymar? Is it going to be Messi? Is it going to be who's just a is it going to be Christian Pulisic? You never know. Sean, tell me. Oof. Um man, this is not one that I had really thought of, honestly. Uh you know what? I was uh cuz I think France is France is going to get far enough. Uh, give me Mbappe to get the golden boot. Mbappe, who wants to leave PSG because he's grumpy. Edward. Uh, you know, I think I got to ride my Brazilians. I think if I if I have them winning, I think it's going to be on the wings of Neymar. And I think he's just going to have – I think this is going to be his moment where he proves to everyone – Yes, I am. Yes, I belong in the discussion with Messi and Ronaldo of the best player of this era. Raheem, who wins the golden boot? Is it a Canadian? Um, I'm going to agree with Edward here. Uh, I'm going to go with Neymar. Um, I think Brazil, um, this might be a time for them to win the World Cup. <sighs> I think I'm going to go... I think I'm gonna go with Messi. I think somewhere along the way he just lights up somebody, and Messi Messi wins the Golden Boot, even if Argentina doesn't win the World Cup. But we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting for sure. Um, Raheem, you prepped for this next question earlier um, in advance, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you uh, take the lead on this one. Is there a player or a team? And all of you can say Tim Ream. I will gladly, I will gladly accept that. Um, <laughs> I have to fill in the shoes for Matt because he's not here. And Matt's the president of the team, Tim Ream fan club, and I'm the vice president. So uh, applications are still being accepted to that. Um, <laughs> but uh, any any players or teams that interest you the most, Raheem? So the team that interests me the most is Japan. Um, they have like... If you look at Japan and the U.S., um, how they built the soccer culture, I think Copa 90 did a documentary of that, but they did not make the World Cup until 1998. And now they don't have that many J-League players on their team. Um, see the same trend with the U.S. and Canada starting to have more Europeans on their team. But I do believe some people say that this Japan team might be the best Japanese team it might ever had. And although they're in a very tough group, I could see them getting out of it because I do think they are the best team outside of the big two region team. Um, they are, I think, a team that might be underestimated. Um, talking about Canada, um, I, I don't think many people talk about uh, Eustachio. Um, he is playing very well at Porto and I could see him being talked about in the same words as Davies and David. Um, Edward, why don't you tell us anybody that you're uh, excited to see? Well, I agree with uh, everything Raheem just said about Japan, and I think they have a shot to be this year's Croatia, but to be a little different, I'm going to say... I think Uruguay are really well positioned to make a really deep run. And I don't, I don't think, and I think this could be a very good tournament for South America. Um, 
I think Darwin Nunez is finally finding form with, or finally found form with Liverpool. He's playing really well. He's going to have a lot of chances. Luis Suarez and Cavani, uh, Benton Curve, Valverde, they just, they have a really strong side. Um, so I'm really looking forward to see what um, Uruguay does at this World Cup. And players that interest me the most, this is going to be kind of boring, but Messi and Ronaldo playing in their last World Cup. Like, I really want to see how far can they lead their squads. You know, can Ronaldo put the Manchester United stuff behind him and just go out there and win? And can Messi lead Argentina to glory? So those are some things I'm looking out for. Sean, anybody interest you? Well, uh, actually, Edward had taken mine because uh, I have Uruguay getting all the way to the final to face Argentina. So I also think they're going to make a big run. Uh, they just have one heck of a stacked team that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. And I see so many people just overlooking them for Portugal automatically. I'm like, have we not seen how Portugal's been playing? They're like underachieving massively with that coach and still trying to act like this is like 2010 Ronaldo or something. Uh, if they play that way in the World Cup, they're about to get really uh, a, a severe shock when Uruguay just tops that group. Um, I think another team, especially if Sadio Mane can, can play most of the group stage, uh, Senegal is a team to watch out for. Uh, they have a terrific spine up and down uh, with known players, even though Yakuza Bali hasn't you know, been the greatest at Chelsea so far. When you have Mendy and Mane up top, they won the African Cup of Nations. Uh, I think they're going to be challenging. They're going to be challenging that entire Group A. They possibly could top it over Netherlands. Uh, then, you know, you get who you get in. Uh, if you get the U.S., you go through there. It's all, you know, it's all, uh, you never know when you get to the knockout stage what happens. I think they definitely could be that African team that could make that shock run and and finally overcome the curse of the African team that can't make it past the to the semifinal or something. I, I have another team to look out for um, in Group A, and we we all kind of talked about them a little bit tonight, but the Dutch, um, definitely interested in the Netherlands. I'm really interested in Memphis Depay and, and seeing how he, you know, he's really going to be your focal point on the attack um, with Frankie de Jong. So I think that it, it's going... I think that group A is kind of going to be a nail biter because I wouldn't count out Ecuador. I think Ecuador can give anybody a run for their money as well. Um, so obviously cutters just like the, the most ginormous biggest question mark of all time. Nobody knows what they're going to do. Um, but at the same time, like a lot of people, you know, throwing it back to my beloved Russian men's national team who understandably are not in this world cup um because of the war in ukraine i agree with the decision i feel bad for the players that's kind of like the best way to describe that um but nobody thought like russia would make a good run at all and then hey if spain wins the world cup guys i can always say that russia beats spain so like nobody can take that away from me um and then you know they gave croatia a run for their money as well um so you know nobody knows what the host nation can do being the host nation can really propel you um and obviously that's a whole nother topic for another different day about cutter being the host nation um but but 
I, I just think the Netherlands are so stacked that they have absolutely no reason not to be topping that group. They're going to get a lot of fight. I don't think they finish at the top with nine points. Um, and if they do, it's not going to be by a big goal differential at all. Um, but I think Netherlands can make a really strong uh, a run at the World Cup. Um, and, and I think most of us can agree group of death is is group E. Group of death is is group E. Um, Edward is shaking his head no though. So I want to hear Edward, who is the who is the real group of death? Um, I look at it as group of death one A and one B. So I definitely do think that that group that group E is in there. I I would not be shocked to see any combination of the four teams in group H make it out which is Ghana, Portugal, South Korea, and Uruguay. Now, I, I think Uruguay are getting out, as I just said. Portugal, I, I, I obviously, with, with that team, anything can, they could get out. Ghana released their roster today. They have a very strong side. They have a lot of players playing at the highest level. And maybe it's my Tottenham bias coming through, but Youngman's son just absolutely tears it up anytime he puts on the South Korea kit. And he's going to maybe have to wear a mask. So we all know what wearing a mask does to players. That just makes them even better. But yeah, I could see any four of both of those groups, any combination, honestly. I think it's group E and group H. Um, Raheem, you wrote group E. I think it's that one's a little bit more obvious than group H. Yeah. But what are just some things in, in group uh, E that you're looking at? Well, I with. I think Germany's going to top the group. Uh, I'm wondering between Spain and Japan, who's going to get that second place. Uh, I actually think Japan could get that second place. Um, I think they're a very rounded team. I would say the other group of death is Brazil, Serbia, and Switzerland. I think that's group G. Um, I feel like having two European teams and knowing that one of them is probably going to go out, I, I think that will be a difficult group as well. I think the most exciting group would be Group B with the U.S. because um, I think Iran has the home advantage. I think Iran um, will be probably USA's biggest threat to make it to the group uh, to the knockout stage and. I think any of those four teams could uh, make it to the knockout stage. Um, Sean, any thoughts on what you think the group of death is? I mean, I think we should throw one in the hat for Canada's group, right? I mean, you got Belgium, you got Canada, and uh, I mean, that's that's a tough group that you're in. And then to be able to, if you're able to get out of that, that's, that's amazing for Canada. I mean, uh, Maybe it doesn't border on what Costa Rica did in 2014, but that's that's a pretty great accomplishment if you can get out of that group. Yeah, I, I think another group that definitely has a lot of interest, especially for that third place spot, um, heck, even the second place spot uh, is Group G. I think Brazil wins that group, but I think Switzerland and Cameroon could kind of fight for that second place spot. Um, Serbia, I mean, I think... It, all three of those teams could fight for that second or third place spot. Um, that one's kind of a big jumble underneath Brazil. Um, so, and, you know, have to love guys new who 
We're getting new who in the World Cup. Are y'all ready for some new who versus Neymar? Because I am. <laughs> so it, that one's going to be, I think that one's going to be a fun group. And then I, I have a very soft affinity for the um, for the Swiss national team because I'm a big Borussia Mönchengladbach fan. Um, Sean, you remember that from when we used to podcast in the day and ton of guys with connections to, to Gladbach there, Jan Sommer, the goalkeeper, um, Granit Xhaka, of course, Nico Alvetti, um, just a lot of different dudes on there that like, I feel like half of the Swiss team is like connected to Gladbach at some, <laughs> at some point. Um, but that's, that's pretty much going to do it for us, like talking a lot, I guess, so to say. Um, we're going to do pick them. So, guys, how we do pick ems, we usually just do, I'm going to read off um, what the games are. We're going to just say who wins and what the final score is. So then we can get into last words and then close it out with some ad reading. Um, so, we're going to just pick uh, the first matches um, for the CONCACAF teams because we're going to try to podcast um about like maybe twice a week kind of following the schedules for for the games and whatnot um so we're just going to start with the first match days um first match day um the first game out of everybody u.s men's national team versus wales on monday november 21st at 2 p.m eastern time for me sean and raheem and then edward what are you central so that would be one 1 p.m. Uh, Central Time um, for Edward and Company. Um, so, Sean, who wins and what's the score? Oh, man, I hate this. I have to off to make sure I can watch this game and everything because I know I'm going to be so hyped. Uh, this is hard when you're, you're picking your, you know, your home country's team. Uh, I got to go with the heart here. I think a 2-1 U.S. get the win. Edward. Uh, yeah, I think this one's going to get off to a slow start, um, but I think it's going to finish one nothing to the U.S. Raheem. I think it's going to be a one-one draw. Oh, oh, that's that Canadian bias creeping in, Raheem. Um, guys, I'm going to blow your socks off with this one. I'm going to go three to one United States. I think I agree with Edward off to a slow start, but I think, and hear me out too quick. They're going to follow the, the lead of Mallory Pugh and Sophia Smith, two quick goals at the start of the second half um, to get the second half started real quick for them. So yeah, Edward, what's up? Do you, do you mind if I throw out a stat? I have an interesting stat that I do it, do it in the last Four times, four or five, it was either four or five, that, that the U.S. have appeared in a World Cup. They have either scored or been scored on within the first 10 minutes of their opening game. So just a little, I know we're saying slow start, and I said slow start, but just a, just a little fun fact of the day there. It doesn't always have to be a clean sheet as long as you get the three point. doesn't have to be pretty. doesn't have to be pretty at all. Next game on Tuesday, November 22nd, we have El Tree, Raul, Raul Jimenez and company taking on Poland, Robert Lewandowski and company. Um, we will start with Raheem on this one. Who who wins and what's the score? I think Mexico is going to win this game. Um, I'm going to say 2-1. 
Edward. I'm feeling a 2-2 draw in this game. Ooh, chaos. I love it. Sean. Uh, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. <sighs> uh, I don't know why I'm I, I'm thinking it, and I know it's not going to happen, but I'm going to go to nothing Mexico. I think they get the... I think they hold off Lewandowski. So, I mean, that's basically like the whole Polish national team. So, um, go easy on me with this one, guys. Uh, Spain, Costa Rica, Wednesday, November 23rd. 23rd, 23 is one of my lucky numbers. So, maybe 11 a.m. Eastern time. Go ahead, Edward. Break, break my heart slowly. Yeah, Rachel, ah, I'm sorry. 3-1 Spain. I can stomach that. Okay, okay, I'm okay with that. Sean? Uh, um, I think a 2-0 Spain. I, I think Costa Rica is going to be such a low block that Spain's not going to be scoring a ton or whatever, but 2 none, 2 nothing. Raheem, go ahead. I'm also going to say two. Okay, okay, that wasn't bad, guys. I I can handle that. Um, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go two nothing again on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with you guys on this one, two nothing. But yeah, I think it's going to be like a a five man back line for Costa Rica and company. So we'll see. Vamos los chicos. Um. And then Raheem will let you start off this one same day, Wednesday, November 23rd. This one's at 2 p.m. Eastern time. We've got uh, the, what are they, the Belgian Red Red Devils? Are they the Devils? It's the women that are the Flames, right? And then um, Canada. I don't think they have a cool nickname, but Canada. Go ahead, Raheem. So I, um, I think... If Canada is to make it out of the group stage, uh, getting past Belgium would probably be the team. Uh, I don't not I do not think it's going to be easy. Uh, I think Belgium is one of the teams that are not going to underestimate Canada, but I'm still going to go uh, with a two-one Canada win. Uh, Edward, I think. Oh, man, this is tough because this is probably the biggest game for Canada. Two to one, Belgium. I'm sorry, Raheem. <laughs> Sean. Yeah, this is the one for me as well that I think you – this is the one they could lose also and be all right as long as they, you know, get a draw with Croatia later, but – uh, I think this is going to be a thriller. 3-2 Belgium. I, sorry, Raheem. I'm going to go with Ed's Edward's prediction. Um, I'm going to go 2-1. to one. I just think Belgium, they've been here before. And I got I got mad love for the Hazard brothers. So Torgan used to play for Gladbach. So loyalties. But <laughs> so um, those are our pickums. Very excited for the World Cup, which starts in just a handful of days. Oh my God, we're so close. We're so close. Um, 
But so guys, now we're going to jump to last words. You guys can throw out your Twitter handles. Um, this is just kind of your final thoughts before we close out the show. So since he was brand spanking new to the podcast tonight, and he did such a wonderful job, and he will definitely be back for more, we will have Edward Vento go first. Thanks. Yeah, uh, this was a lot of fun. Um, really excited to come back. If I'm allowed back, it sounds like I will be, but um you guys can find me on Twitter. Uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere uh, at Edward underscore Vento. Um, I post a lot about movies and sports. So if that's anything you guys are interested in, um, go ahead and give me a follow. Um, my friends and I just started a podcast. We are at CONCACAF Connection. Um, if you want to check that out, we have a lot of fun over there. Um, but yeah. Thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Glad you had a good time. And yes, sir, you will definitely be back. Uh, Raheem, go ahead. Give us your last words. So um, uh, you can see me at, at Bashira, um, B-A-S-H-I-R-R-A, uh, two R's, A. And then uh, I have my own uh, podcast that I do solo called At The Red and White Four. So The Red and White Soccer Podcast on uh, anything uh, Canadian soccer related with TSC, uh, Canadian Premier League, and the Canadian men's and women's national teams. Um, I'm also going to, uh, so what I do post is, I do posts on soccer and rugby, and I also might make posts about basketball um, on my Twitter account. And um, I look uh, for like um, possible uh, articles on the women's soccer and rugby union here in Good stuff. Lots of good stuff coming up. Sean, sir, tell us where we can find you and what your last words are. Uh, you can find me at W Tim Sean on Twitter. Uh, my main thing is uh, video games. This is much soccer. So you'll mostly see me post about that. But with the World Cup, it's all going to be soccer. They're probably going to get annoyed. Uh, all my uh, gaming followers over there. <laughs> but I do a video games podcast. It's on the last word uh, feed as well called Video Games to the Max. So you can listen to me spout off about that uh, with my co-hosts. And yeah, just glad to be back here and excited for that World Cup. Thing. Here, here, Sean, you can say that again. Um, before I give y'all my Twitter and everything and teach y'all how to spell my name, um, I want to thank our lovely sponsors. So thank you first and foremost to Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get your custom scarves for your group or team today at roughneckscarves.com. And then gentlemen, are you tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Are you looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price with the motto, any design you want. Seriously, let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. So thanks always to our sponsors. Um, I am on Twitter at Rachel Kruger. There are two A's in my name, not just one. You guys will not under like believe how many times I get emails where my name is right there and people still spell it wrong. It drives me crazy. Um, but my last words, the only thing I have to say is um, just... Everyone enjoy the World Cup. It's going to be a really great World Cup, but at the same time, 
please, 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 please. And a lot of players are doing this and a lot of teams are doing this. Hold who needs to be held accountable, accountable. Um, one of the things that has been bothering me in the last couple of days is the fact that Iran is in the tournament when they are basically one giant mess of a country and, um, you know, like killing their own people, awful with women's rights, et cetera, et cetera. And again, it's one of those things that I under, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate that the war is going on in, in, in Ukraine and it's terrible. And as a Russian, I feel guilty by association. Um, and it sucks. And it sucks for the players that they're not in the World Cup, especially for the ones that, you know, are speaking out against uh, what's going on, which is really dangerous to do. I don't think a lot of people understand and realize that. Um, but um, it, it's also something that, you know, I understand it. It's something that, you know, I'm not going to fight against it. I understand it. it. It stinks, but it is what it is. Um, you have to hold people accountable. And I think the fact that Iran, um, and this is coming from someone who's also Iranian, um, it, it's, it shouldn't be allowed. Um, they should not be allowed to be um, participating in the FIFA World Cup by any means and I don't buy the BS excuse of well it's literally just around the week so you know we can't really can them or oh the World Cup is a month away we can't can them okay well World Cup qualifying was like a couple weeks away for Russia and you can them so if you're holding to me if you're holding one nation accountable you need to hold another nation accountable so um uh, people keep calling them out, um, do whatever it is, you know, you feel like you need to do. Um, but, but also at the same time, you know, it, it it's not, you're not going to go to Twitter jail or woke jail or whatever it is because you're enjoying the world cup. You can enjoy the world cup and also understand and accept, well, not really accept, I guess, isn't the right word, understand and like, you know, fight back against like the treatment of workers um, and lack of human rights um, in, in Qatar. But don't feel bad about enjoying the beautiful game of soccer because that is what brings us together at the end of the day. It's the beautiful game for a reason and we love it. So we're going to be here talking about it and enjoying it um, the whole way through, no matter how our CONCACAF teams do. Um, so that's going to do it for us, for myself, for Raheem, for Sean, and for Edward. Thank you all for listening. Thank you again to Last Word on Sports, Beautiful Game Network, Roughneck Scarves, Icarus FC. And we will see you all after the first round of the World Cup. Cheers. <laughs>